The sister can come in inshallah ta'ala to proceed ikhwan after praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending the salutations upon the messenger alayhi salatu salam and upon his family and his companions and upon all those who follow upon his guidance until the establishment of the last day to proceed ikhwan so usually on the Saturday night we review inshallah ta'ala from the, the knowledge and the books that we study uh, currently. لكن اليوم الحمد لله ونحن نراجع قبل الدروس والحمد لله لا بس بذلك فمراجعتنا لا بس بها فلذلك اختارنا أن نستفيد من كتاب آخر في يوم السبت في يوم السبت. So we do a great job in our opinions of making review before our lessons inshallah ta'ala. So tonight we wanted to read from a smaller book that we have and perhaps we'll make this Saturday night's benefit inshallah since we review usually throughout the classes or before the lessons walhamdulillah. فعندنا الكتاب من شيخنا أبي عبد أبي محمد عبد الحميد الحجوري من علماء اليمن حفيد الله تعالى. So we have a small book that we wanted to benefit from from one of our sheikh there from the lands of Yemen and his name is Abdul Hamid Al Hujuri. May Allah preserve him. فعنوان هذا الكتاب يا إخوان اعرف عقيدتك. طيب the name of this book is called Learn Your Aqida. Learn or know your belief. Irrif aqidataka. It's called know or you can say learn your belief. 
وهذا الدرس الدرس الأول and tonight will be class number one إن شاء الله الرحمن الرحيم إن شاء الله الرحمن الرحيم طيب قال الشيخ حفظه الله تعالى so the Imam he begins may Allah preserve him وجميع علماء الإسلام and all of the scholars of Islam يا إخوان قال بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم باب التوحيد so he says the first chapter, the chapter of At-Tawheed, the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. قَالَ نَبْدَأُ بِمَا بَدَأَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَ بِهِ وَهُوَ التَّوْحِيدِ So he says we begin with what Allah Ta'ala begins with, and that is At-Tawheed, and that is At-Tawheed. أَلَذِي هُوَ حَقُّ اللَّهِ عَلَى الْعَبِيدِ Which is the right of Allah upon the servant. وَهُوَ إِفْرَاضُ اللَّهِ بِمَا يَجِبُ لَهُ فِي رُبُبِيَّتِهِ وَأُلُهِيَّتِهِ وَأَسْمَاهِ وَصِفَاتِهِ And the Tawheed, he says, it is to single out Allah Ta'ala, to single out Allah Ta'ala in those things that are obligatory exclusively for Him, meaning Ta'ala, فِي رُبُبِيَّتِهِ in His Lordship, وَأُلُهِيَّتِهِ and in His Worship وَأَسْمَعِهِ وَصِفَاتِ and in His Names and Attributes طيب فَعَرَفْنَا قَبْلُ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ مَعْنَ التَّوْحِيدِ so we have already learned وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ the meaning of التَّوْحِيدِ فَمَا هُوَ أَقْسَامُ التَّوْحِيدِ so what are the categories of التَّوْحِيدِ يَا إِخْوَانِ مَنْ يُجِيدِ who can answer and they are ثلاثة three types ما هُنَّ what are they Tawheed Uluhiyyah Tawheed Rububiyyah And the Tawheed of Allah's Asma wa Sifat The oneness of Allah's Rububiyyah, His Lordship The oneness of Allah's Worship And the oneness of Allah's Names and Attributes Ma ma'ana Tawheed al-Asma wa Sifat What does it mean when we say The oneness of Allah's Names and Attributes? Hishmatullah To single out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by their names To single Allah Ta'ala by His names And attributes And His attributes are sent to me وَنَسْتَفِيدُ مِنْ هَذَا أَنَّهُ لَا يُجُزِ لَعَبْدِ أَنْ يُسَمِّ رَبَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى بِسْمٍ لَيْسَ مِنْ أَسْمَاءِ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى So here we benefit regarding the names of Allah Ta'ala When you say the oneness of Allah's names and attributes It's not allowed for Muslim to call his Lord by a name that Allah Ta'ala did not call himself with. فَهَذَا لَا يَجُوزُ That's not allowed. وَكَذَلِكَ لَا يَجُوزِ لَعَبْدِ أَنْ يَصِفَ رَبَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى بِصِفَةٍ لَيْسَتْ مِنْ صِفَاتِ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى Also, another benefit, is not allowed for a sister, a brother, a brother, a sister, a Muslim in general, to describe Allah with a description that Allah does not describe Himself with. All of this is under the names or under the understanding of the meaning of the oneness of Allah's names and attributes. First verse of tonight. First verse of tonight. And Allah Ta'ala, He says, يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ عْبُدُوا رَبَّكُمُ الَّذِي خَلَقَكُمْ 
Waladina min qablikum la'allakum tattaqun la'allakum tattaqun Suratu Baqarah Suratu Baqarah Where Allah Ta'ala he says O mankind O humanity worship Allah worship your Lord Allah who has created you and he also created those that came before you la'allakum tattaqun so that you will obtain so let's mention some benefits that are connected to this verse. Suratul Baqarah, verse 21. O mankind, worship your Lord who has created you, and those that came before you, so that you will obtain a taqwa. Write this benefit down, Yaqwan. Al Faidatul Ula. Benefit number one. Benefit number one. At Tawheedu Huwa Min Awamir Allahi Ta'ala Alil Abid. At Tawheedu Huwa Min Awamir Allahi Ta'ala Alil Abid. Benefit number one. Tawheed. Is from the commandments of Allah upon His servants. At-Tawheed is a commandment from Allah upon His servants. First benefit, At-Tawheed min awamir Allahi alil abid. Tawheed, worshiping Allah. And Allah alone is a commandment from the commandments of Allah upon His servants. Athaniyatu, benefit number two. Allah Ta'ala fil Quran yunadi. Yunadi Anwa'a Mukhtalifatan Minan Nas Anwa'a Mukhtalifatan Minan Nas Benefit number two Allah in the Quran He calls or He Naam He calls Yunadi He calls He addresses To be more honorable Different types of people different types of people Allah in the Quran yunadi anwa'a mukhtalifatan min nas Allah in the Quran calls out calls to addresses various different types of people ahyanan yukhatibu al-anbiya wa ahyanan al-mursalin ahyanan al-muslimin ahyanan al-mu'minin ahyanan Sometimes in the Quran you find Allah is calling, addressing the prophets. Ya ayyuhan nabi. Sometimes Allah is talking to the messengers. Sometimes Allah is talking to the disbelievers. Sometimes Allah addresses an-nasa, mankind in general. Ya ayyuhan nas, as he says here, O mankind, O humanity. 
التوحيد يؤدي إلى التقوى التوحيد يؤدي إلى التقوى Benefit number three Worshipping Allah upon At-Tawheed Leads to having the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Worshipping Allah upon Tawheed Yu'addi ila taqwa Leads the person to having a taqwa To having a taqwa Qala al-Imam al-Rahimah hafizahullah ta'ala So the Imam continues Qala fa'awwalu nida'in rabbaniyin Fa'awwalu nida'in rabbaniyin Fi kitabihi al-Azim Fihi al-Amr bil-Ibadah So he says from this verse, we find the first uh, divine command or divine call that's found in the glorious book of Allah. It has the command from Allah of worship. It has the commandment from Allah addressing His servants to worship Him. And this is the path, the sunnah of the Prophet, alayhi salatu salam. That the first thing the Messenger of Allah used to call the people to is At-Tuhid He says And the Messenger والسلام, You find That he used to enter into the marketplaces And he would say Ya ayyuhannas Qulu la ilaha illallah Illallahu tuflihu أخرجه ابن خزيمة من حديث طارق ابن محاربي طارق ابن أو طارق المحاربي. He says the messenger of Allah used to enter into the marketplaces and he would say, "O mankind, say none has the right to be worshipped except Allah تفلحو and you will be victorious. You will be successful. This hadith is collected by Imam ibn Khuzayma. Collected by Imam. Ibn Khuzayma. So our first hadith of tonight is a hadith that is collected by Imam Ibn Khuzayma in his Sahih. Ibn Khuzayma, ya khwalahu kitabun la yusma' minhu kathiran fi Amerika, ala al-asaf. Lakin fi bilad al-Muslimin, hadha al-kitab mashhoor jiddin. The great Imam Ibn Khuzayma, an Imam of, of the Sunnah, Imam of Hadith, Imam of Aqeedah, Imam of, 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 of Al-Fiqh, his book, As-Sahih, is not that popular in the West. You don't hear nobody talking about, perhaps you never heard this book in America. But in the Muslim world, this book is famous, ya khwan. In Ifriqa, in Yemen, in Saudi, in Pakistan, in Kuwait, in the various lands of the Muslims, in Africa, the scholars there, they mention it, in Yemen, in Saudi, in Kuwait, in Pakistan, and other lands, ya khwan. This book is extremely Extremely popular. Write this book down, Yaqwan. Al Sahih Lil Imam Ibn Khuzayma. Al Sahih Lil Imam Ibn Khuzayma. It's called Al Sahih, the authentic compilation of the hadith of the Messenger of Allah written by Ibn Khuzayma. Ibn 
Huzayma. It's a tremendous book of hadith, ya ikhwan. Shaykh Al-Bani yadkuruhu kathir rahimahullah. Shaykh Al-Bani used to mention this book a lot. May Allah have mercy upon him. It's a tremendous book. Sahih by Ibn Khuzayma. Oh, he died like... The, was, no, he's, he died in the year, ya ikhwan, Ibn Khuzayma, rahimahullah ta'ala. 400s, 500s. No, we could check inshallah ta'ala. I think five something. It's kind of like Bukhari. After Bukhari. Bukhari is in the two, 200s, no, close to the 300s. United like the Bukhari. Hey, is like that, similar. But he came a couple generations later. Bukhari is going into the 300s. His chain is longer. His chain is going to be longer. Remember, ya ikhwan, Aba'adu nas min al nabi alayhi sallallahu salam, as-sanadu yakunu atwal. As-sanadu yakunu atwal. The further you are from the Prophet, in hadith, your chain is going to be longer. So Bukhari is closer. Uh, Tirmidhi came, but his, his narrations are a little longer. He lived in the time of Bukhari. But, huh? 311. 311? Ibn Khuzayma. No. Ah, 311. Muhammad Ishaq, right? Muhammad was ha- No, no, not. Uh, Bil Khuzayma. Say his whole name again? Muhammad bin Ishaq bin Khuzayma. Abu Man. Uh, bin Salih bin Bakr. I guess I'm saying. I don't know if that's him or not. Check, the, does he have the book called Al-Tawheed? He has Al-Sahih. 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 But the Khari died at 256? No. Sahih. Yeah. That's him? Same, yeah. 311. Yeah. Yeah. I think what I say, 5 something? From, from 223 uh, to 311. 271, I believe. Yeah. Right. We have to go over that, yeah, I used to have all the mashik, mashallah. I have to go back and make maraja, One of the best ways we used to do in Yemen, when you mention the, the, the help keep it, when you mention the shaykh, mention when he died. You know, sometimes we quote, and Bukhari said. So you would say, Bukhari, who died, such and such and such and such. That helps to stay with you. Alhamdulillah. May Allah. Increase all of us here. Mm-hmm. Tayyip, so you said 311, sah? MashaAllah, that's a benefit. Hakim. What did I say, 5 something? Tayyip. Hakim also is. And Hakim is another great Imam, Yaqwan. You're never going to hear his book in the West, unfortunately. Like I always say, Yaqwan, in America, Nahnu Miskin. Nahnu Miskin, Yaqwan, fi America. Fal ulama kathirun jiddin, wal kutub kathiratun jiddin, kathalik fi America, wa gaya America. Lakin fi biladina hadha, la nasma anha illa nadirun. In America, we always get destroyed the end of the stick, unfortunately. These great Imams, nobody really mentions in the West. Nobody. In the Muslim land, you hear about these great Imams, their books, mashallah. At any rate, so we're kind of, we always get the lesser. But Imam al-Hakim has a book, I'll give you the name of this book, Ikhwan. It's a tremendous book. Every student of knowledge needs this book. It's called Al-Mustadrak. Al-Mustadrak by Imam uh, Al-Sheikh Muqbal in Yemen was one of the few scholars who used to reference him a lot. Al-Hakam, one of the great Imams of Hadith. There are many Al-Mustadrak. Another great Imam that I recommend you get his book, and maybe some nights we can start reading from his book too. Imam Al-Nasai, his Sunan, is one of the best big books of Al-Fiqh you're ever going to study. An-Nasai. 
is like Bukhari, like Abu Dawood, like Muslim, like Al Mawakka. Books that we are in need of, but you barely hear about nowadays. A lot of times because we never reach those that level. But you brothers, inshallah, can be the ones, you sisters, can be the difference makers in that regard, inshallah ta'ala. So Imam Ibn Khuzayma, his book is called As Sahih. His book is called As Sahih. وهذا الحديث أيضا ذكره الإمام مقبل رحمه الله تعالى في صحيح مسند. Another tremendous book. You may say I'm a little biased, and that's okay, because it's from the Sheikh of our Sheikh. It's like Bukhari of our time. It's like Muslim of our time. Sheikh Mukbar رحمه الله has a book that many scholars say هو يشبه بالبخاري ومسلم. Some scholars of today said about his book is like Bukhari and Muslim of today. It's called Jami'u Sahih Fi Ma Laysa Fi Sahihin. It's called Jami'u Sahih Fi Ma Laysa Fi Sahihin. It's called the authentic compilation of hadith that are not found in Bukhari and Muslim. Sheikh Mupa, he wanted to come and show the people there are other authentic hadith. It may not be as strong as Bukhari and Muslim. But they're similar. Jami'u Sahih Mimma Laysa Fis Sahihain. Laysa Fis Sahihain. Authentic compilation of hadith that are not found in Bukhari and Muslim. So he pulls hadith from Ahmed. He pulls hadith from Al Hakam. He pulls hadith from Ibn Khuzayma. He pulls hadith from Ibn Abi Ya'la. He pulls hadith from, and he puts them all together in an eight or ten volume book. Laid out like Bukhari and Muslim but different chains to teach the people. They are more than just Bukhari and Muslim. They are the most authentic, but there are many, many, many Imams of Hadith. <laughs> so the Messenger of Allah used to enter into the Aswaq, the marketplace, and he would say, Ya ayyuhal nas, Quru la ilaha Allah tuflihu. O mankind, say none has the right to be worshipped except Allah, and you will be successful. Narrated by Tariq al-Muharibi. Tariq al-Muharibi. قال وكان النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام يرسل البعوث ويصيهم به في الصحيحين بلفظ للبخاري في صحيحه من حديث ابن عباس رضي الله تعالى عنه. And the Messenger of Allah used to send delegations out, and he would encourage them, he would advise them with it, meaning to call the people. To a Tawheed. As it comes in the book of Al-Bukhari Muslim. And this wording is the wording of Muslim. The wording of Bukhari. Narrated by Ibn Abbas. قال يقول لما بعث النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عاذ بن جبل إلى نحو أهل اليمن. قال له إنك تقدم أهل الكتاب ومن أهل الكتاب. فليكون أول ما تدعوهم إلى أن يواحد الله تعالى. فإذا عرفوا ذلك فأخبرهم أن الله قد فرض عليهم خمس صلوات في يومهم وليلتهم فإذا صلوا فأخبرهم أن الله أفرض عليهم زكاة في أموالهم تخذ من غنيهم فترد على فقيرهم فإذا أقروا بذلك فخذ منهم وتوقع كرائم أموال الناس الحديث وهو عند البخاري ومسلم He says when the messenger of Allah sent Mu'adh Ibn Jabal towards the people of Yemen. Some narrations say to the people of Yemen. He said, Verily, you are going to a people from the people of the book. 
Who are the people of the book? Al-Yahud wa Nasara. Al-Yahud wa Nasara. Ta'ayyib. So let the first thing you call them to is that they testify that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah. And if they accept this from you, they inform them that Allah has made obligatory upon them five prayers in their days and in their nights, meaning every day and every night. And if they accept the prayer, then ex uh, inform them that Allah has made obligatory upon them zakat, that is taken from their wealth, taken from min ghaniyihim, from the wealthy and delivered upon the poor. And if they accept this from you to the end of this hadith. قَالَ وَفِي رِوَايَةٍ فَلَيْكُونَ أَوَّلَ مَا تَدْعُوهُمْ إِلَيْهِ إِبَادَةُ اللَّهِ فَإِذَا عَرَفُوا ذَلِكِ In another narration that's also collected by Bukhari Muslim, it says, so that the first thing you call them to is the worship of Allah. The worship of Allah. This hadith is collected by Bukhari and Muslim. ما هو الشاهد? What's the point here of this hadith? How was the shaykh mentioned in this hadith here? What's the point? What is he trying to show? Hey, show how the messenger likes to call the people and send delegations out and instruct them to give da'wah. Hey, the first thing you call to is and this Tayyip, I have a question here, Ikhwan. Nabda ad-dars, mathalan, fi masjid KGIC. Tayyip, IGKC. That's hard on me, Ikhwan. IGKC? I S G K C. I S. Why so many letters, Yehwan? I S G K C. What does that mean? Islamic Center. Uh, Islamic Society of Great Kansas City. Islamic Society of Great Kansas City. Yeah. Taib. Taib. So we started class over there. Had we taken the first hadith, we would have to take the first hadith. Had we taken the We started class at that masjid there, that beloved masjid there. Does this mean from this hadith? That the first class you start when you start classes has to be an aqidah? No. The answer is no. Many people, they think that. They say the Prophet said, let the first thing you call them to be the testification that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah. So whenever you start a class, your first class has to be an aqidah. That's not the meaning of the hadith here. Awalan, and Nabi alayhi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ba'atha Mu'adh ibn Jabal ila man? Muslimin or ghayr al-Muslimin? Ghayr al-Muslimin. First point, the Prophet said Mu'adh to Muslims or non-Muslims? The answer is non-Muslims. So you can't use that. He's going to non-Muslims. Of course he's going to start with Aqeedah. That's different. You start a class with the Muslims. You don't have to start with Aqeedah. You could do a class in Arabic. You could do a class in Hadith. You could do a class in fiqh, you could do a class in inheritance, you could do a class, you could do a class, you could do a class. You can't derive from this, it's obligatory. The first thing, your first jumu'ah, your first lecture, your first class has to be around the issues of aqeedah. That's not correct, ya ikhwan. Wallah ta'ala wa'alam. Qala wa fi riwayatin. Another narration of the hadith, also in Bukhari Muslim, it says, Another narration of the same hadith. It says, Then call them to the testimony, the testification, that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah, and that I am the Messenger of Allah. Alayhi salatu 
He says, so it's a must that we have to give great consideration to this issue, meaning the issue of Aqeedah. This is the first thing the Messenger of Allah will call the non-Muslims to accept. Tayyip. فقد اتفقت عليه جميع الرسالات وجاءت به جميع الكتب السماوية وبه أرسلت الرسل وبه أرسلت الرسل وشرعت الشرائع ولأجله خلقت خلقت المخلوقات قال الله تعالى ما خلقت الجن والإنس إلا ليعبدون ما أريد منهم من رزق وما أريد أن يطعمون إن الله هو الرزاق ذو القوة المتين. He says. So we have to give great consideration to this issue, the issue of aqidah, and all of the messengers, their messengership, all of their messengership. This is unanimous that you find that they called the people to tawheed. All of the heavenly divine books came with a tawheed, and all of the messengers they were sent with a tawheed. And the legislation of Allah was legislated, built upon a tawheed. And for this reason, the creation was created. As Allah Ta'ala, He says, And I, meaning Allah, have not created the jinn nor mankind except for them to worship me. I do not want or desire, meaning Allah, from them any provision. Nor do I wish or desire for them to feed me, meaning Allah. Verily Allah, He is Ar-Razaq, the All-Provider, the Possessor of Strength, or Great Noble Strength, Surah Al-Dhariyat. So for the reason or the purpose of honoring His people, Allah Ta'ala created Al-Jannan, the two types. Who are they? The jinn and ins are sent. وَمِنْ أَجْلِ إِذْلَالِ الْمُخَالِفِينَ فِيهِ خَلَقَ اللَّهُ الْمِيزَةَ النِّرَانِ وَهُوَ الْحَقُّ الْمُعَظَّمُ وَسَبِيلُ الْمَفَخَّمُ MashaAllah. He says, and for this reason, Allah debases and humiliates those who oppose the issues of Tawheed. Allah Ta'ala, for them, He created النِّرَانِ The hellfire. وَنَعُودِ بِاللَّهِ and it is the glorified truth and the like the 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 strong or fortified path second hadith of tonight is collected by Bukhari wa Muslim narrated by Mu'adh ibn Jabal Mu'adh ibn Jabal he says this wording is the wording of Muslim قَالَ وَعَنْ مُعَادِ بِنِ جَبْرٍ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ قَالَ كُنْتُ رِدِفَ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ عَلَى حِمَارٍ يُقَالَ لَهُ عُفَيَّرٍ He says, one day, I accompanied the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam upon his riding beast, a donkey that was called عُفَيَّر. I was sitting with the Messenger of Allah on his حِمار, on his a donkey or a camel? Himar. A donkey. Tayyar. And his name was Ufayr. And the Prophet said, Oh Mu'adh, do you know the right 
that Allah has upon the servants and the rank that the servants have upon Allah. He said, I said, Mu'ad, I said, Allah and His Messenger know best. He said, Verily, the right of Allah over the servants is for the servants to worship Allah and Allah alone and to not ascribe any partners with Him. And the right of the servants over Allah is for Allah not to punish the one who does not worship him upon a shirk, does not ascribe partners with him in anything. Then Mu'ad said, O Messenger of Allah, shall I not go and tell the people what you just told me? Shall I not go and tell them? The Prophet said, No, don't go tell them. But really, they will depend upon that. Don't go and tell them. But really, they will depend upon that. Wal hadith al Bukhari wa Muslim wa Muslim. And once again, this hadith is collected by Bukhari and Muslim. And this is the wording of Muslims. For them to worship Allah and Allah alone and not to ascribe partners with Him in anything. So the right of Allah over the servant is what? For the servant to do what? To worship Allah and Allah alone and not ascribe partners with Allah in anything. And the right of Allah the right of the servant over Allah to give him to that Allah Ta'ala will not punish the one who does not uh, commit a shirk with Allah our sin third hadith of tonight this hadith is collected by Imam Muslim in his Sahih from the hadith of Uthman ibn Affan Uthman ibn Affan. Qala qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam man mata wa huwa ya'lamu annahu la ilaha illallahu dakhla al-jannah. Allah Akbar. He said the messenger of Allah says whoever dies and he knows that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah dakhla al-jannah or enter into the jannah. Write the hadith down here. Hadith narrated by Uthman on the authority of Uthman, the Messenger of Allah says, Man mata, whoever dies, wa huwa ya'lamu annahu la ilaha illallah dakhla al-jannah. Whoever dies, and he knows that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah, dakhla al-jannah, will enter into the jannah of Allah. Collected by the Imam Muslim Hadith number 26. We benefit from this hadith, the virtues of having knowledge, a belief. Whoever dies and he knows that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah. That's from the science of belief. Whoever knows 
then none has the right to be worshipped except Allah Dakhla Jannah Whoever dies upon that rather will enter into the Jannah هذا الحديث علمنا أيضا أن الحكم على آخر شيء في حياة العبد على آخر شيء في حياة العبد This hadith also teaches us that the judgment is based upon how the person died What did he die upon? هل مات على التوحيد أو مات على الشرك هل مات على الحق أو مات على الباطل هل مات على الإسلام أو مات على غير الإسلام أعوذ بالله Did the person die upon Tawheed or shirk? Did he die upon that which is correct or that which is false? Did he, did he die upon Islam or upon disbelief? The issue is about how the person died. Did he die believing in Allah or disbelieving in Allah? Thani, question number two. Man ya'lamu abdu yamut? Who knows how the person dies? Allah. ولذلك لا يجوز لنا أن نشهد لشخص مات أنه من أهل الجنة أو أنه من أهل النار إلا بالدليل إلا بالدليل. So for this we see, إخوان, it's not allowed to testify and bear witness to someone who died, bearing witness that this person is in the Jannah, this person is in the hellfire, and that's not correct. One of our companions from the Students of Knowledge in America just passed away, Rahimallah. Abdullah brother Sheikh Farid Abdullah Al-Amriki One of the old elders in seeking knowledge, mashallah Years ago, maybe 20 years ago One of the first brothers to go and benefit And come back to America and teach the people However, we only say what pleases our Lord Many of the brothers, after Abdullah brother passed away, rahimallah Begin to say speech that wasn't correct. Some brothers went on to say, Many of their brothers, they went overboard in their speech. And they say, Our brother died on the Sunnah. Our brother died upon this. Our brother died upon that. Our brother died upon this. And that's not correct to say, We say, we say we hope he died upon this and we hope he died upon that no one can bear witness to say how someone died he's in the Jannah she's in the hellfire unless you have proof you can't say no one is in the Jannah and no one is in the hellfire unless you have proof that's from the religion but this particular person used to pray. فمات. And then he dies. We can't say this person is from the people of the Jannah. We can't say that. Unless you have proof from the Quran and Sunnah. The sister dies. Rahimahallah. You can't say, hey, she's from the people of the Jannah. You can't say that. What ayat are you using? What hadith are you using? Specifically. You can't say that. We only can speak generally. We can say, Man mata, wa huwa ya'lamu, annahu la ilaha Allah, dakhal jannah. Naam, hadha am, hadha laysa khas. We can say, whoever dies, believe, having knowledge, that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah, 
who entered into the Jannah. You can say that. That's general. You can't say, Mr. Davis. Mr. Davis, right now, you, him, the one who just died, he's in the hellfire. You can't say that. You can say, whoever dies disbelieving in Allah or enter to the hellfire. You can say that. But you can't make it specific unless you have proof. You can't say, Abu Bakr wa Umar wa Ali fil Jannah. Illa You can't say, Abu Bakr, Ali, Uthman are in the Jannah unless you have proof. And we have proof to say that. So you can say that. You have to have proof. You can't say the Mubashirun la Ashra fil Jannah illa You can't say the ten who are promised a Jannah or in the Jannah. You can't just say that unless you have proof. And we have proof. You can't say that the wives of the Messenger of Allah are in the Jannah unless you have proof. And we have proof. So the point is, you have to have proof to say these claims. Ilm al-Islam, Ilm al-Qur'an, wa Ilm al-Sunnah. All of this teaches us, Yaqwan, the virtues of having knowledge. The virtues of knowledge of the Qur'an and knowledge of the Sunnah. Knowledge teaches you, Yaqwan, not to use your opinions a lot. The more you memorize, I guarantee you. إِذَا أَنْتُمْ تُوَاسِلُونَ فِي الْحِفْظُ وَتُوَاسِلُونَ فِي الْحِفْظُ الْقُرْآنَ وَفِي الْحِفْظِ السُنَّةِ وَالْعَرَبِيَّةِ وَالْفِقْهِ لا تتكلمون كثيرا بالأعراب أنا زعيم بهذا والله أعلم I guarantee you if our beloved brothers and our beloved sisters continue in their memorization continue in the Quran and become more proficient with the Quran and in the Hadith and in Arabic and in Fiqh the more knowledge you attain the less or the least you speak with opinions I guarantee you there's no need to give an opinion now you're going to speak more with Allah said the Prophet said, Abu Bakr said, this Imam said, Aisha said, the more knowledge you learn, I guarantee you, you're going to speak less about your opinion. The reason nowadays, every Imam nowadays, almost every teacher, every student of knowledge speaks with their opinions, because we left off memorizing the narrations. The more you memorize, I guarantee you speak less. Ibrahim minhu some of the Salaf used to say about the great Imam Ibrahim al-Naqa'i That they never heard him speak with his opinion And that's knowledge, Yaqwan The more knowledge you have Just imagine, you have a hadith about most issues of the religion You don't have to mention your opinion ever What do you say about this? The Messenger of Allah said Sister, what do you say about that? Allah Ta'ala said What's your opinion? My opinion is Allah Ta'ala said. That's it. And the more you memorize, I guarantee you, you're going to give your opinion less. Even if the people ask you, I remember back home my brother said, what do you think about this? No, what's your opinion? Tell me what you think. I said, who are we, Ikhwan? I'm going to tell you best of my ability what Allah says, what the Prophet of Allah says. Our Sheikh, Sheikh Mupa was criticized about that Yemen. And they would say, Sheikh, anta la tu'allimu al-madahim. And it was a shaykh, you don't teach the madhahib. Meaning, he doesn't teach this particular madhahib, or that madhahib, or this madhahib. He doesn't teach that, that's true. He teaches the Qur'an and Sunnah. So, he was criticized for that. So he used to say, I give you what Allah said, I give what the Messenger of Allah said, and this is knowledge, ikhwan. And this is not a, a, a dispraise to the great imams. We love the great imams. You can quote from them, but many of us use the madhahib 
as if the madhahib is the Quran and Sunnah. You say to someone, hey, why don't you touch shoulder to shoulder and foot to foot? He says, my imam, my imam. He says, madhabi, madhabi, my madhab, my madhab, shaykhi, shaykhi. Some of the women, my husband said, my husband said. Some of the brothers, my wife said, my wife said. None of that's Islam, ya khan, unless you're married to the Messenger At any rate, we love the Imams, we love your shaykh, we love your madhab, we love your country, we love your husband, we love your wife. But what did Allah say? What did the Messenger of Allah say in this regard? يَقُولُ تَعَالَى فِي تَنَازَعْتُمْ فِي شَيْءٍ فَرُدُّهِ اللَّهِ وَالرَّسُولِ Al-Ayah, Surah An-Nisa, as Allah Ta'ala says, And if you differ amongst yourselves in anything, فَرُدُّهِ اللَّهِ وَالرَّسُولِ Then return it back to Allah and His Messenger. This is the solution of, of difference of opinions, Ya Take it back to what did Allah say? And you don't find people doing that nowadays. We're going to take it back to this Imam and this Shaykh. No problem. Let's go further. What did Allah say? What did the Messenger of Allah say? This is the, the knowledge, Ya Ikhwan. Yaqul Nabi alayhi salatu salam in hadith Abi Huraira inda al-Imam Malik fil Mawatta. The Messenger of Allah, he said in this hadith, is narrated by Abu Huraira, collected by Imam Malik in his Mawatta. Qala taraktukum shay'ain. Ma tamasaktum bihima o ma lam tudillu ma tamasaktum bihima abada. Kitab Allahi wa sunnati. O kamaqal Nabi alayhi salatu salam. The Prophet said, verily I left you with two things. As long as you hold on to both of them, you will never go astray. The Book of Allah and my Sunnah. Two things, Ya Khan. As long as you hold on to them, you will never go astray, Ya Khan. The Book of Allah and my Sunnah. And this is the thing that we should be holding on to. It doesn't mean you can't take from your Shaykh, your Imam, your Madhab, your country. No. It doesn't mean that. But don't look at that as if it's the Quran and the Sunnah. The madhahib are not there to take us away from the, uh, the sunnah. No. As one brother said to me, I'll rather take what my imam said than to take the hadith that you're saying. You say, no, it's not like that, ikhwan. If the hadith is authentic, alhamdulillah, then you take it. No matter who is giving it to you. Some people of the madhahib, they would say, if I follow Imam Ahmad, I don't take from Imam Shafi'i. Or if I follow Imam Shafi'i's madhab, I don't take from Imam Malik. Or if I follow Imam Malik's madhab, I don't take from Imam Abu Hanifa. That's ignorance, ya No one's going to say that illa jahilan or illa jahilun, except someone who's ignorant, ya khuan. Al-madhahib, or a'immatun, kullu hadhihi al-madhahib, yaqulun, idha sahha al-hadithu fu madhhabi. All of the great imams of madhahib. Wa kanu akthara min arba'a. And in reality, they were more than four. But the four are more preserved. We have students here, for example, you brothers do a good job of taking your notes and say sometimes you all quote from our, our beloved Sheikh Yusuf and our beloved Imam Ayub, for example, and you all quote from them when you all have your classes and you all students. So their statements will get preserved. And maybe the other masajid, their teachers, their students don't do a good job of preserving their knowledge. So they don't quote from their teachers. So in Kansas City, mashallah, the Imams Yusuf, Imams Ayyub, their statements may get preserved because the students narrate and pass it on. Hishmatullah is with his students, he's going to say, oh, the brother said, or my teacher said, Tayyip, Max is with his students, he's going to say, hey, my teacher said, so the statements get preserved. Zainab is with her teachers, her students, and she's going to write, my Sheikh said, my teacher said, so she's preserving the statements of her teacher. At the other masjid, they may not do it like that. They may not preserve the teacher's statements. The four Imams were like that. There were other Imams that were there. 
Sufyan Athori was there. Sufyan ibn Uyayna was there. Layth ibn Sa'ad was there. Mujahid was there. Other great Imams, ya khwan. Al-Awza'i was there. It wasn't just four great Imams. It wasn't just four. But their students did a tremendous job preserving their statements. So that's why their statements reach us to today. You don't have a book now that teaches you the fit of Sufyan Athori. I wish there was a book that said that, yeah, khan. Or the fit of Sufyan ibn Uyayna. Or the fit of Layth. You don't hear about these other great Imams. Some scholars say Layth ibn Sa'ad was afqahu min Malik. The great Imam Malik. Some say Layth was even more memorized than him. More memorized. But you don't really hear about it. You don't really hear about it. And this can happen, yeah, khan. But they were more than just these great for Imams, but they're not there to allow us not to take the Hadith. They are there to allow us to take the Hadith. As all of them used to say, If the Hadith is authentic, it's my way. Abu Hanifa said that. Malik said that. Shafi said that. Ahmed said that. If the Hadith you're saying is authentic, it's my Hadith. I follow that. It's my way. And this should be the way of any one of us, Yaqwan. Everything we said, مثلا في هذه الليلة إذا يوجد حديث من النبي يخالف قولي أنا مع هذا الحديث وتركت قولي قلنا If everything we said tonight Everything we asked you to write down so far What did we do so far? Three hadith Collected by Bukhari and Muslim Muqbil Ibn Khuzama Ibn Khuzima And some other benefits that we mentioned Then if we find a hadith that contradicts everything we said we're going to leave that hadith? No! We're going to leave our statement and we're with the hadith. That's how knowledge should be, Yaqwan. You're with the authentic hadith, even if you don't know it. Even if you don't know it. This is our religion. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Let's get one more benefit, Yaqwan. Qala Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Bayanu Aqusam al Tawheed. He said the categories or the clarification of the categories of Tawheed. Tawheed with the people of Tawheed is divided into three parts. Al the first part, the oneness of Allah's Lordship. And this is understood to be the singling out of Allah or the singling Allah out in his action. What is Tawheed al-Rububiyyah? To single Allah Ta'ala out in His actions. No one can do what Allah does the way Allah does it. You're singling Allah Ta'ala out regarding Allah's actions. Tawheed al-Ifradullah Ta'ala bi-af'alihi. To single Allah out regarding Allah's actions. Fuhu al-Mutasarrifu, al-Khaliqu, al-Maliqu, al-Mudabbiru, al-Raziqu, subhanahu wa ta'ala. هذا النوع من من التوحيد لم يخالف فيه إلا شواذ من البشرية. So Allah is the the disposer of affairs. Allah is the creator. Allah is the owner. Allah is the مدبر, the arranger of the affairs. Allah is الرزاق, the off provider. سبحانه وتعالى. This category of tawheed, no one contradicts it. No one, except a small group of people. Who deny that Allah is the creator, Allah is the provider, Allah is the nature, nurturer, Allah is the mudabbir, Allah is the mutasarrif. Qala thani, category number two. 
Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah, the oneness of Allah's worship. The oneness of Allah's worship. And this is when Allah is singled out regarding the actions of mankind and the jinn. This one has a few different types of naming or titles. You can call it Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah. You can also call it Tawheed al-Ibadah. You can call it Tawheed of worship. Or Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah. The Tawheed of Allah's divinity or divineness. You can also call it Tawheed al-Qasd. Many scholars of al-Fiqh. You should call it Tawheed al-Qasd, the oneness of the intent. So this one has a few different names. You can also call it Tawheed al-Talab. You hear that in the principles of al-Fiqh. Tawheed al-Talab. All of them mean the same. The oneness of the intent, the oneness of the request. What Tawheed al-Niyyah. You hear that also. The Tawheed of one's niyyah, one's intention. All of these means... The Tawheed that Allah's worship alone. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fi ibadah. Wa yusamma bi Tawheed al-ibadah. It's also called Tawheed al-ibadah. So this one has a few different meanings. They all mean the same. You can say Tawheed al-uluhiyyah. You can say Tawheed al-ibadah. If you're attributing it to Allah, you will say uluhiyyah. If you're talking about the servants, you will say ibadah. That's just grammatical. The oneness of ibadah, meaning the servants worship Allah and Allah alone. If you're talking to about Allah, you will say Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah. The oneness of Allah's divinity, divineness. You can also call it Tawheed al-Qasd. This is the Tawheed that Allah commands the servants with, that we worship Allah alone. That you, there's no salah except to Allah, there's no fast except to Allah, for Allah, like that. قَالَ فَلَا صَلَاتُهُمْ وَلَا سِيَامُهُمْ وَلَا حَجُّهُمْ وَلَا زَكَاتُهُمْ وَجَمِيعُ أَعْمَالِهِمْ يَجِبُ أَنْ تَكُونَ لِلَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى لَا يُشْرِكُ مَعَهُ أو لَا يُشْرَكُ مَعَهُ غَيْرُهُ لَا مَلِكَ مُقَرَّبَ وَلَا نَبِيَّ مُرْسَلَ He says, so they offer their salah and their fast and their pilgrimage and their zakat is all for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and all of their actions, and we'll add here, actions of worship are for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So no one other than Allah is uh, made as a partner, or no one besides Allah is made as a partner with Allah. Not a malikan muqarraba, not an angel that comes close, wala nabiya mursala, nor a prophet that was sent. And we'll stop here, Ikhwan. كَمَا قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى As Allah Ta'ala, He says, قُلْ إِنَّ صَلَاتِي وَنُسُكِي وَمَحْيَايَ وَمَمَاتِي لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَا وَبِذَلِكَ أُمِرُتُ وَأَنَا أَوَّلُ الْمُسْلِمِينَ سُورَةُ الْأَنْعَامِ As Allah Ta'ala, He says, Say to them, O Muhammad, Verily my prayer, and my sacrifice, and my life, and my death, all belong to Allah, the Lord of all the worlds. La sharika la, who has no partners. And with this, what I've been commanded with. And I'm the first of the Muslims. Surah Al-An'am. So tonight we read from a book by our Sheikh and Yemeni Ikhwan, perhaps. As Saturday nights, once again, is our night of review. 
But I believe you guys do a tremendous job of making muraja'ah And we usually make muraja'ah before the lessons also um, So instead of having a whole night for muraja'ah We just thought it would be more beneficial To have some more knowledge inshallah ta'ala In addition to the classes that we already have inshallah One of the brothers online said Can you guys put up a schedule? And I said we'll do that inshallah ta'ala We'll ask my beloved shaykh to make a flyer with our schedule inshallah ta'ala so the people online can follow also. If you guys don't have anything to mention, any of our sisters have anything to mention, we'll stop there inshallah ta'ala. This book is called, I'm gonna send it to the group. It's called Aqidataka. Learn your belief. Learn your belief. So maybe Saturday nights we'll start reading from this small book here inshallah ta'ala. And we'll continue with the light. Ta'ala may Allah bless you all. Ya Ikhwan wa subhanaka Allahumma bihamdika shadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiru wa atubu ilaik. Wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Three done to other? Yes. That is for Allah, 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 Allah,